to another episode of A Little Something to Wine About with your host, Siobhan Camille. And Ty and Michelle. Where we whine, W-I-N-E, about life, love, relationships, and more because sometimes you just need to whine a little. As you can see, if you are watching on YouTube, and this isn't in color, so please catch it on YouTube, um, we are at our wine outs, which means we are doing our wine tasting. And we have some special guests with us that you've seen before. So grab a glass of your favorite red wine or rosé and join us on the couch. We's here. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, we hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, this is our wine out. We have not had one in a while. So welcome back. We back into the swing of it. We got a little off, but we're back now. Um, so before we jump right into the wine tasting, we're going to let our guests introduce themselves and we're going to tell you about how this wine out is going to go. First, uh, is always I'm, I'm, the, I'm the husband <laughs> of, of the loud one. Uh, uh, no name, no name, like Prince, the husband. The husband. Okay. Uh, oh, if you're going like that, then I'm the blue friend. <laughs> 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 I'm Kaz, I'm Marshall. Um, I've been called other things too. Oh. So we're just gonna go there. Okay, well, I don't know the other things, but um <laughs> so if you guys are familiar familiar <laughs> familiar with the podcast, you know our very first wine out we did with gentlemen as well. So we're gonna run it back with gentlemen on this one, and we kind of went back to our original format just for this one, where we all wrote a little bit of topics and we're kind of going to pick a top, pick a topic as we taste each wine. I have not tasted Siobhan's wines and Siobhan has not tasted mine. The guys have not tasted either. So you'll get an honest rating on each and every one of these wines while we give our ooh, honest opinions. About the topics that won't stay in the bucket. That's going to be the first question. <laughs> I guess it did. And uh, I think it was this one. It was right on top. So, as you can see, we've already poured our first um, glass. Everybody yep. has something different. We're going to do a topic in a wine. So, we'll do six wines, six topics. There are more than six in here. But so, we'll save them for another time. <laughs> That's, um, yeah. Here we go. Mm-hmm. All right, so what is the first topic? I didn't want to stay in the glass. Yeah, okay, this one, because it just jumped out at us, you know. It was like, hey, I'm here. It says, do you care where, excuse me, do you care where your significant other receives his or her? What is that say? What? Appetite from. Do you care where your significant other receives his or her appetite from? I know what she has. <laughs> appetite as far as I'm gonna say we're talking sexual. Okay, because I immediately went food. Oh, I'm gonna wait. Well, it's too old. I'm I'm assuming when you say appetite, I said wait, 
put food. Food? <laughs> I'm fat. Sorry. Hey, hey, my girl, so oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So wants to take the answer, right? Like, <laughs> to me, yes. Yes. You you care because what you get from? Yes, because oh. if it's not coming from me, it's a problem. If okay. Your sexual appetite does not come from your partner. Okay. You need to pick a new partner. Oh, all right. Oh, oh well, look. I mean, <laughs> all right. Um, you know, it's one thing to like. I understand for those for those of us that go to the strip club, things like that. That's different. That's that's I I would look at that as an accelerant. Where okay, 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 now you're turned on, but you already know when I get home, my partner's with you. Got it. That's that's different. Okay, don't okay. mind that, but. If you at work fantasizing about your coworker and then you go home and take it out on your husband, that's a problem. Some why did I get married type stuff? That's well, a problem. I, but is that different from you going to, to the, the strip club? club? Yes, because you're not there to sexually do anything with them. You're you're there to have a good time at work. If you're fantasizing about this guy at work, it's gonna it's gonna excel to something different. So you're saying, from what I'm getting, is the difference between a strip club and somebody at work is accessibility. Mm-hmm. And that the stripper is not accessible to you, theoretically. Theoretically, no. But the person at your job. That you see every that day. You see every, okay, with, okay. I'm with yeah. you now. I was like, ah. Right. I was with you. Yes. Yeah. I was in here like, hold up. Yes, but, because you guys have conversations. Okay, I get it. Okay, okay, I get it. No, I'm with that. that. Now that I can. Uh-huh. Right. somebody that you're with on a regular or could be around on a regular, there's a chance that that sexual appetite could become problematic. Yep. But knowing that the entertainment side of it, that's what they're there for as an accelerant. Mm-hmm. They're there. And some of them will even say, hey, look, I'm just here to be... Just my job. Yeah, like, this is my job. I'm just here right. to get you there. And but you, you go, can't come here. You're going right. to walk away. You're <laughs> right. your wife, your girlfriend, your spouse, whatever. This, you is, my this is my job. This is my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah it's sad that. I see that. Yeah, I can see that. Most of them don't work that way, but I get it. This is a dumb question. Uh, one. One, one five. five. <laughs> five. Okay. I, 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 I was thinking it the same thing. You go point five. You go point five. Point five. And you can only. So, Marshall, what's your response to this wonderful question? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> before hearing everybody out, I never thought about the 
problematic side of it because you know my thing has always been I don't care where you get your appetite from as long as you eat it from my table you know but it shouldn't start with that yeah it should only be an accelerant that should only be an enhancement that should only be supplemental correct like you know we already have you know a sexual appetite built between the two of us but we're out and about and it's like is the person right there you know what I mean or or again in the club or porn whatever it is you know it's an accelerant but you shouldn't be fantasizing about being with that person yeah so because I think often too, if that's the case, that what you find attractive in somebody else is usually what you find attractive in your partner. In my opinion, usually, usually, I'm not saying it's a lot of times, yes. But a lot of times, like if you're really into buff dudes, then you see somebody walk by and it'll trigger because that's the person. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. if you are into busty women or a woman with a big butt, then if you see that out, it'll draw you. Right. And that's assuming that you got with somebody. Shit's that that's what you like. Right, like if you right. like big booties and your chick is a flatty, flat back, yeah. hey, you, that might be problematic. Yeah, I can see that. I but see. I think, yeah, yeah I, I, um, I'm with her for her personality. <laughs> 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 and we're not saying that those things don't happen, but I have seen guys who like, no, she's absolutely like my typical type. If you look at my line or my track record and you look at her, it's not there. It's not there. You would never think. So we're not saying that, you know, opposites don't attract or, you know, things like that don't happen. But then more times than not. Yes. It, that that's that's not the case. Um, I don't disagree with either of you. My thoughts on that is as far as appetite, I say your appetite should be whatever it comes to you naturally. Like it it it. An accelerant is cool, but like you, sh- it should be something that's n- like natural. Like but naturally, where where does it come from, or who is it towards? Well, I'm not saying it shouldn't be towards, towards your spouse. I'm, I'm definitely not. If you're married, I would hope it's towards your spouse. Married or in a relationship, right? Or significant. significant. Yeah, I would hope it is. Um, but like when you're asking, where does it come from? Like to have like a single source. I guess. I I, I guess. For me, it's like because it's certain things, like you said, like if somebody is attracted to somebody who they are normally not attracted to, it's something else that attracted them to them naturally. Like right. if, if that something else wasn't your natural, right? That was an exception, but you're still attracted to your partner, your significant other. Right? Yeah, I'm not saying, but that's what I'm saying. I, I'm just like. I need it to be a. I think I think it's more more on the level of that sexual enhancement. I don't mean where if it if it doesn't naturally come from your significant other, there's a problem. Right, that's what I'm saying. It should make adjustments. Right, but But I think that's what I'm trying to say. Like it should be natural. It shouldn't be like I have to look at this place in order to get an or for my appetite to be like. Ooh, like to I feel something. So, like, what, would your, what would your answer to that question be? Is it a problem where the appetite comes from? But you're telling me where you feel the appetite should come from. So the, is it a problem? Would it be a problem if the husband got his appetite from somewhere else? And we're not talking the strip club and we already had that. If he 
needed to look at, I don't know, somebody else or something else. If he needed to look at something else to uh, to get excited to be with me, yes, that yeah. would be okay. a problem. Then, there, then yes, then yes, you that would be a problem. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like as far as the appetite, like it gotta come like natural. I I don't feel like you should have to go look at somebody else. Go, okay, now I have sex with the other. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that is our first one, first topic. So let's move to number two. Okay. What topic do you hate to discuss in a relationship? Oh, 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 that's a good one. That's a thoughtful. Um, wow. Let me sip this while we. Ooh. <laughs> um, for me. Mm-hmm. Do I hate? Hate is such a strong word. You despise. Um, you can't stand the discussion. You don't want to talk about it. Whatever the topic is, what is it? <laughs> I have my. <laughs> you go, because I'm still trying to like nah, nah. get mine together. I don't know. You know. No, I don't. Generally, whatever topic you dislike discussing becomes a trigger. Whenever that topic comes up, it becomes a trigger for, for most people. I have so many triggers. <laughs> so now your issue is narrowing it down. Exactly. You know? <laughs> that was like, ugh. Ugh. Okay, you go. Siobhan. <laughs> feelings. Hmm. I hate talking about feelings. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. It's necessary. I'm not saying that it's not necessary. Clearly, it's necessary in relationships to discuss how you feel about something. Um, I hate it. I hate it. I hate talking about feelings. And I think it's because, one, it puts you in a very vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. Two, because I'm, I can easily, more easily deal with facts and figures. If you tell me, I don't like when you do this, because it does this, which leads to this, and this is problematic because this. Cool. Okay, there's a linear progression in, the, in something that's a problem, but you tell me, I don't like when you do this because it makes me feel like, oh, well, honey, I'm, 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 I'm feeling. I mean, and I think, I really, I, it's hard for me to grasp, and I think part of that is, as I said many, many times, that's not the house I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And so I really don't, in addition to honestly being a woman, and I feel like anytime a woman, as a woman, if you are emotional or you do go toward the emotion, you're downplayed. It's, oh, God, woman, get out of your feelings. Oh, you're so emotional. And man I end up, man up. And I see this from so much on so many different places, so many different platforms, be it media, social media, whatever, movies, everything, that anytime a woman is like, I feel, get out your feelings. So honestly, and because again, house I grew up wasn't the most touchy-feely house. I have an issue tapping into feelings because it's difficult for me, even in any type of relationship, be it friendship, be it romantic. I'm really not good with talking about feelings. That I hate, I hate talking about feelings. I remember back in middle school, I used to tell people all the time, I would ask my mother, something would happen, I'd be like, all right, so this happened. Tell me how to feel. Because I'm not good with feelings. I was like, I can tell you what I think, 
but I don't really like I feel a way, but I don't know what that way is. I understand because that's how I feel about death. Yeah, I don't like talking about that either. I yeah. it's not I can talk about it. I just don't have feelings. Yeah, I'm not a good consoler. Like if somebody dies, I'm not the best person to. I'm I'm weird about it. I've always been weird. I don't know why. I asked my mom probably about a month or two ago what's wrong with me Um, when it comes to that. Um, My, (laughs) as far as what triggers me, mine would more so be see, okay, I got two. One is talking about money. The other one is talking about my pets. Those two things are your past in terms of what? Oh, uh, just your past. Just my past in general. Just so my past in general. No, just my past in general. Um, I don't really mind talking about like my childhood. But my past, as far as my adulthood, I have a problem with it. And I have a problem because when you start talking about your past, whether it be to a friend, a relative, or even, you know, your mate, the judgment. And the judgment is so heavy where people forget I've grown, growth, or I've changed, whether it be for bad or for good. I'm not that same person. So, and they will hold your past to who you are now. So because of that, I, I don't want to talk about it. For what, what, what? Judge me on who I am now. Not who I was when I was 23. Excellent. So for me, that's one thing. Two is my money. And I, and I see, and I have, that's a thing for me. <laughs> I feel like you may be treating me like a child. Uh, like I can't manage my life. Like I feel like you're saying something about me. <laughs> like what you what you trying to say? What you trying to say, Slim? <laughs> no, you cannot. Because <laughs> that's not what we doing. Okay, next. <laughs> Bro, I'd like to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I'd like to hear. I, you still have to answer the question, though, Ron. One time you hate to discuss a relationship. My past relationships. Point blank period. If I'm no longer in that relationship, why are we talking about it? Point blank period. Why are we talking about it? Okay. Okay. Why are we talking about the relationship? Why are we talking about the person that I was in the relationship with? It's irrelevant. If I chose to be in this current relationship, then that makes that day. Now, as a man, a lot of times, folks, well, if you in this relationship, you must still have these. No, no. One of the things that, as a man, we're able to do emotionally is when we cut something off, emotionally, it's cut off. I can talk to you. We can be cordial. We can be cool. But emotionally, you are shut down. That's why I said it's times where, you know, you can be in this situation sometimes and we say this is what it's going to be. And for us, it stays at that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Regardless how much time it's, it's that, we're able to put that emotional block sometimes. But at the same time, when we let you in, 
you're in until you put yourself out. <laughs> I can appreciate that. Yeah. Boofriend? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can go on the past. I can go on there, but I'm not. Because a lot of my past just is what it is. I can go on feelings, but I like to go on emotions and explanations. And I say that because a lot of times I can't explain the shit I did. It seemed like a good idea to talk. <laughs> and that is the honest to God truth. So you hate to discuss explanations? I hate to. I, look, I, you, you know how I feel about the past. Everybody knows how they feel about the past. But the past has been brought to the table. And I can't change it. Is it a trigger? Yeah. But I can't change it. Mm -hmm. It's the explanations behind why the past exists that is the hardest part <laughs> in the play. You know why you did that? No. No, I don't. <laughs> I, and most of the time, like a probably young, and then, dumb, and somebody told me not to, and I figured, you don't tell me what to do. I tied emotions in there because a lot of times, some of the things we did was Right emotion. off the emotion, because after the emotion was gone, you look back at something. Oh, right, right. <laughs> it's, and it's was done out of anger, revenge. Exactly, exactly. Because then you yeah. see the person the next day, or you see the item that you destroyed the next day, or you see whatever, and it's like, why do that? Right, yeah. and you cannot explain. And you, and it's hard to go back to that emotion. I can't even explain. I can't describe how I was feeling. I just know I was feeling. Mm -hmm. well, what were you feeling? It. Whatever it you know was. What I mean? time, I mm -hmm. My muscles felt like it was about to pop. My head felt like, you know, like. You, I was in a cloudy space. Right. And then, you know, like I said, it ties into the past. A lot of the things that's from our past, you know, we, we can't change it, but it's there. The emotion behind it, it it's hard to explain sometimes. So mm -hmm. it's, it's always a trigger. I think that's why I said I hate discussing feelings. <laughs> Because it is, you can't, it's not, there is no logic behind it. No. And I feel like in the society that we live in, that's often we're told that's not good enough. That's not a right, that's not a real answer. Even from our parents, you know, when you were a kid, kid, and you do stuff, why did you do that? I don't know. Right. And I remember being told, that's not a good reason. I show my know. kids that now. Because, right. and, but see, this is why. Be as a parent, when we say yes, you do, is because we want you to kind of be aware of at least, if nothing else, mm -hmm. at least some type of feeling. When, the, the when feeling because we have it. been there, I don't want you to just do things and you even forget the feeling. So at least, if nothing else, you know what? I was angry. Right. And it might not have been anger exactly, but you can at least pinpoint it so we have some type of direction to go off of. Right. Where do we understand as adults sometimes? Yeah, that's definitely not how our brains work. Right. Yes. Right. But I think that's a part of the parenting that we want you to be better. Right. So if you can at least identify what you were feeling in the slightest, and it's scared, vulnerable. This is just what I thought at the time. Something so but, we know where to go from, but that doesn't make it right. Right, but the, but that's the problem because sometimes you can't explain that emotional feeling that you have right at that mm -hmm. You can't explain it. Mm -hmm. You can't put it in words. You don't even know where to start to describe it. And it's like, I just know that I'm feeling it and I'm feeling a little overwhelmed 
behind it, and I don't right. know what to do. Right. That's where you get the crimes of passion. You know, right. it's, it's that feeling. I I wasn't even aware of what I was doing right. until I was finished. So, right. But I think that also comes because I don't think we're taught enough emotional adjectives of vocabulary. Mm. I think we're literally taught happy, bad, sad, angry. angry. You're taught the the very basic, right, you know right, what I mean? The right. very the basic spots. And that's why the emotional will that we've seen. Yes, that's and that's what I was going to bring up. It's great because, okay, you're angry. But what, what actually what does that mean? Frustrated, anger. annoyed, irritated. Okay, right. there, now let's break that down. Yeah, I feel like we don't, we are not given, as children or as adults, we are not given that range of emotion. People get come to us, what were you mad? And especially when you do something off of emotion and somebody's trying to figure out what it was, they'll tell you, oh, were you mad? Yeah, no. were you angry? Were you angry? And then you still already in that emotional space. Right. You can't really articulate. You haven't had the time to process for yourself what you're going through. Right. And so you don't even have, so that couple with not having the vocabulary I think is what, and I think that that's problem. something that Siobhan talk and I talk about all the time, which is why you guys, if you're not new to this, you know, I go wait, let me, I want to make sure I have the words right. Because something I have been very um, intentional in doing now is making sure I use the right words to describe what I'm saying, but also what I'm feeling and the actual point that I'm trying to get across, which is why a lot. A lot of times now in conversations, I will know you're not listening to what I'm saying um, because you're thinking, oh, well, oh, no, no, I know what you mean. No, no, no. Right. Think about the actual words that I'm using and their actual definition. Not what we, oh, well, when you say that, we know what you mean. No, 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 no. Take the slang out of it because now I'm using correct verbiage to tell you exactly what I'm feeling. So if I tell you, no, that right there, it, it, I'm very vulnerable. This is a space of where I, you know, a, a, um, a confusion. Or if I'm asking you to explain, can you please explain it? I explain it so that I can interpret this the right way instead of the way I normally would interpret it and I would flip out on you. Before I do that, I'm asking you to explain it. So one, I know where you're coming from and then I can appropriately react because if I just react, which is a lot of issues that everybody's complaining about in their relationship, right. oh, you just reacting, you're not listening. Okay, so this is me actively trying to listen. So, and I think that sometimes, especially in a relationship, gets overlooked. No, you just trying to, no, I'm really trying. So I think that's something that as parents, as partners, as friends, that we all have to kind of, when someone is telling us, wait a minute, I want to make sure I'm understanding this right. So go, okay, they're really trying to understand me. They're not trying to be an asshole. They're trying to understand me. And even with our children, you yes. know, we have to get there. But that was a nice one. I like that one. I had that a laugh when I literally just had it. <laughs> Yesterday with somebody about you get mad when I take it to myself. <laughs> so I'm asking you and you got an attitude. Yes. It's like, right, which direction are we going? I'm like, oh, mind three and topic three. This is real simple. And thank you, whoever wrote this. Beach or mountain? God, I love it. Beach or mountains? Beach or mountains? Is there a specific time of year we're talking? It literally says <laughs> beach or mountains. 
la playa o las montañas. Let's go. Come on, Rob. That's Sorry. a hard one for me. Mountains. Mm. Why? More places to have fun. I feel like mountains because there are more things to do. There's more things to get into. You go to the beach, you got water, you got sand. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's not so much in some type of board what? No, 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 no. You're not talking about activities outside the pool. What's on the beach? Okay. On the beach, okay. you got water, you have sand. <laughs> In the mountains, you got all types of stuff. Like, you got animals that you don't even know they're, but they're looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's beach animals. It's crabs and stuff. In the water, hoping they come to shore. It's still animals that name, you don't know. Name three beach you. animals. Mm. Horses, if you go to Africa. <laughs> 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 but you don't live in the water. Because the man told you. The man told you. <laughs> I, I was covering it up. You'll be listening. 
to uh, warnings now? that you can see again the animals I almost stepped on a chipmunk in the mountain <laughs> <laughs> you almost feel out there yo and this let me tell you though let me tell you little Theodore I like Theodore <laughs> little Theodore didn't see me either so my foot was right on we, I don't know what we were doing because you know chipmunks usually are on I guess in his natural habitat in the mountains they ain't really worried about you because he was like I literally was like click click Oh, I went, oh, and he went, oh, like, you didn't see me. We were all zoning. We were zoning, Teddy. It's all right. I know. I know. We were zoning. I was zoning. Um, but I will say that having spent, like I say, going to the Adirondacks, yes, I saw a, a pheasants. I saw a turkey. I saw a black bear. Let me, t- let me t- first of all, let me tell y'all. Y'all know, black bear, they cute and cuddly in, in captivity. It's something else to see one run across a hike. Mm-hmm. In a car, I literally coming down the mountain, and I was like, "This black thing running." Oh my! Is that a bear? That's a bear! And this thing jumped the ran out of one side, came across the highway, and it jumped the guardrail and ran down to the other side. Cause you know it's a state park, so there's like roads through the middle. But I was like, "Oh my god! I just saw a baby black bear." Oh, then I was like, "Oh, please, mama, don't." Let me get out of here. Right, you can go out in the mountains. Um, I love the scenery. 
I love the change of elevation. I love animals. I like when it's in the fall and you get the different colors. I like the fact that you can zip line. You can do so much out in the mountains. You can hike, you can camp. I don't know if everybody's camping. I don't mind it. I don't want to be out there with bears, though. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, you, you have some options. You have cabins, you know. I prefer the mountains any day over. So we back to you. You going to be the beach runner or you going to come with us to the mountains? <laughs> Where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> so, my anemia does say, you better go take your ass to the water and stop playing games with me. Um, but, I do agree with, you know, the altitudes and actually climbing the mountain and seeing all the different things. I do, I, I will say, when we went to Massanutten and we were walking the trails and all of that stuff, you know, archery and all of that grand stuff is is cool. Um, but for my sanity, the beach does it for me. The crashing of the waves, the feeling the sand in between my toes, not to mention the natural exfoliant on your skin. Um, it, it, to, that soothing, that is more soothing to me than birds chirping. That's more soothing to me than me hearing crickets. That's more soothing to me than, you know, wow. Ooh, 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 uh, 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 I got time for that. <laughs> I don't, I don't. So for me, therapeutically, the beach does more for my mental. It's more calming for me. Um, now, if I wanted to do something fun, absolutely, let's go to the mountains because I'm also climbing the mountain and, you know, walking the trail just to see Hey, how far can I walk before I go? Oh, okay. <laughs> These thunderbirds over here, they're feeling some things. Um, but I'm not opposed to either. Um, and yeah, that's that's just me. And I can't, although I would probably hate it, the weather, I can't even see myself wrapping up, wearing the sweatsuit, a damn near snowsuit, walking on the beach. She cold. Why is she out there? It's just the peace of mind piece for me. I, You're I, not gonna get crashing in the way, so be pro that I should yeah. you to know. Come the winter. So the question was, are you into voyeurism? Do you need an explanation? Okay. Voyeurism is people... What? I thought voyeurism was when you are watched. Oh, no. Is that when you're watching? It is, but it's all considered under the same thing. You have exhibitionism. That's when you like to be watched. Right. Voyeurism is when you like to... Okay. The true definition of voyeurism is when you like to watch Watch. other people get it in. Exhibitionism is when you like to watch yourself, get it in, but people do put voyeurism under both because, yeah. So do you like to 
I guess we'll ask both sides. Do you like to be watched getting it in? Do you like to watch people getting it? That's the question. Are you asking me now or me in my twitch? We're asking yeah. you now. I don't oh. care who you're twitching. You don't you don't want to talk about the past. No, 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 no. Okay, so, 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 yeah, and so say that again. <laughs> are, you, are you into watching or being watched? Yeah, are you on the point? Like, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no to both or no to one or the other? I'm good. I, I don't need you watching me. That makes me happy. What's the lowest point five? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you can have a zero, actually. Hello, so I'll see you in. I feel like my person got a stretch mark. Her leg ain't go up the way it was supposed to. That is ridiculous. She look uncomfortable. Why his face up there? And I'm good. <laughs> like you just, you just, ruined, the, you just ruined the whole porno. Like. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, I don't watch them. I don't watch them. She knows she can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Who are guys here to do that? Like, look, she's not like, look, why the hell about You don't see her bone poking out? Like, she need to eat. Like, that, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm not that person. I'm still a straight dance coach. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Hey, Why did you do that? You didn't 
which why tells, it would have looked at the equation to that means you're not fully involved into what's going on. No, because I'm, if I'm with my partner, I'm not focusing on. No, but I'm saying it. I'm not saying that I'm not in my partner. No, no, no. What I'm saying is I can be all in it, right, with somebody, but I know me that, <laughs> like on the on the watching side. I don't know, like I can always see me on both sides at the same time. So I would just be like, mm, you're not, you're not, you're not where you need to be. You need to pull up, you need to hold it. Because if I watch somebody else, I'm gonna be like, shit. I'm gonna be this critique. And not even necessarily because of that person. I'm gonna be this is gonna be me. It's just natural. No, this is gonna be me. Can my leg do that? <laughs> How much would I have to stretch for me to be able to do that? Oh, she doesn't look comfortable. I don't think I can fit that. <laughs> you know what? That might work. No, I'm not gonna try. I don't like that. He, why he look like that? Can he shut up? Like this is like in the in the few bits of adult films that I've watched. Sometimes these are my critiques. I'm gonna be honest. I will say this: porn is like is like sports. We can watch it on mute. Yeah, pretty <laughs> and, much. And get the same thing out of it. Pretty much. And I, but even watching it on mute for me, I'm literally like. I'm not gonna try to hold on it. But there are people that I watch that I've been like, you talk too much too There are others that I'm be like, y'all think she's pretty? Y'all think she's pretty because she's funny with me. Okay, so. Oh, I wonder if I could do that. Oh, that looks like it hurts. Oh, did she up? Uh, no, I can't do that. Uh, I'm going into it not on that mentality. I'm not here for entertainment. Like, it wouldn't entertain me. As a warrior, I'm too much like, can I apply this? No, okay. And then the dance, the dance teacher in me comes out that is critiquing you. The let me see if I can take something for myself comes out that is now a student. The person who I am who likes to learn, the learner in me comes out. Now I'm a student trying to study and figure if I can do some things. So lawyerism to me, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm getting the right thing out. On top of what she's stated. Um Cause I've heard her critique herself so much to the point where I'm suddenly like, I don't see none of that. I don't see any of that. None of that shit matters. I don't give a damn. It's curved. It's it's left. It's right. I don't care. Looks good to me. Yeah, but it should be right when it's left, and it should be smaller than this. And I can do this. And at the end of it, I'm just like, I can't bore you with you because you're going to critique everything. I I'm looking at the brand. Yeah, like the yeah. whole picture. But I mean, at, but at the same time, we we still. Even as a guy, I can critique it, but I don't need to, I'm not going to be that extreme. Mm-mm. Like, I know mm-hmm. when, when I'm watching what what I'm watching for. Mm-hmm. As far as certain things, all of that, oh, man, it's not, no, I'm not, like, that. that's me, is irrelevant. But I think just, that's just where, me. but I think that's where men and women test different. And I'm not saying women don't watch adult films because they do, but I'm saying as far as, like, just if you want to go by the normal stats of what people say, women are more detail-oriented, and I think that's what it shows. Like, she missed the patch. I should have watched them. <laughs> like, we are so into detail, whereas in a lot of ways, men tend to be more big picture. So y'all are looking at big picture, whereas we're like, I give you that. I mean, I, I see the big picture, but I also see. <laughs> now, like you said, she didn't stuff that. That hurts. Look at her face. She's much She's not comfortable. She's trying. She's trying. She's trying. It's not translating. Or like, like for example, the ones with plot. Y'all might be like, "That's terrible." I don't care. I look past it. We're like, "Please, somebody get her." No. So I feel like if we're watching one plot, it's not because it's a horrible ass. (laughs) I don't. I do not care if you watch a porn for a plot. I have. You're doing the wrong thing. No, no, no. Hold up. I'll say this. 
we're watching porn for a plot, we're not planning to do the same with this. We're just planning to watch this porn for the plot. And that's jokes. it. Yeah. And make jokes. I have that's attempted it. Because I'm not a porn watcher at all. So I have attempted, and it was funny because when I was attempting, I was with my sister Erica, okay. of course. And I was like, oh, this is dumb. Like, what? What is this? Like, this is stupid. What? And oh my God, the. You sound like the girl that was jumping up and down who come to a bear. You stupid. You stupid. You stupid. Oh, 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 because some of them, now, it, there, are, there are some, some porns where women just like, and, and, and men just be at the extreme. Yeah, like, it's, but then you get other ones that seem more natural, where you don't get that, oh my God, yes, yes, oh, I'm coming, I'm coming. Like, you don't get all of that. You don't get all of that. It sounds more I natural. Don't take you serious. It, it sounds, I it, you but again, it, it's all in. Some some people some people are okay with quiet sex. If I was the guy, some people want it. Some people want it loud. Some people want sex where they where they're talking trash talking back and forth. Right. It it all depends on what your fetish is. What triggers you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I would say I watched one and and I told you about who it was. That to me it wasn't there was not it wasn't about particular. Friends. It wasn't about they're sex. Friends. It was I like remember, yep. Y'all hilarious. Like, at this point, it's not even a point. Y'all could, y'all got I knew the one she was talking about as soon as she said it, and I was like, I'm not going to say the name. Because <laughs> it started out like, yeah, I'm going to put it on. Come on, let me see what you got. And then, you she was like, he was like, Oh, oh, she's like, wait a minute, wait. He's like, nah, you got this. And then it clicked where she was like, he's like, well, hold on, baby, let me. Nah, you said you wanted this right now. I was like, oh, cool. There was one other one where you could have been there. It would have been fine. It wouldn't have put you in the mood, but you would have been rooting them on. Like, nah, you got this. You got it. You got it. You ain't no kid. You ain't no kid. That's what I'm talking about. That's what he had the left hand on. You see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that's how it would have been. That was like, it would be like watching a sports team, for real. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And you can't go off like that. And look, that's what I'm talking about. It was about. on the level of afterwards, you like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. But that kind of thing. Like, right. yeah. You would thought about it later, but like, they were supposed to be having sex. Right, we were right. supposed to be getting turned on, yeah. but I got distracted. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got distracted. All right, so line number, we on five? Mm-hmm. Line number five, oh. topic number five. What is your least favorite food made in the U.S.? <laughs> the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> The U.S. makes food? No, I'm kidding. I mean, you know, like, American food. Mm. Your least favorite technically, technically American dish. Do we have to have a eaten Mm-mm. or no? Preferably. Oh, okay. <laughs> Something that we actually tasted. Because I mean, I, that's a long list that I got to rule out. Now. Oh, okay, yeah. Can, um, you, can you repeat? I was distracted by <laughs> What is your least of fa- least favorite American dish? Mm. I can tell you mine is chitlins. 
You ate it? Yes. Okay. Just like that. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Is that considered American food? I don't know too many people in, well, I don't know anybody in Africa, but I don't think they eat chickens. I mean, I guess it's technically a, it's that's a Southern Americanized Dish. All right, that is definitely my number one. I'm not yeah, between chitlins and pig feet. I mean, for me, those, those are our neck and neck. Chitlins, pig feet, hog moths, that stuff. Not yeah, hog moths. Yeah, we're we're the same. I eat chicken gizzards, so, so that's oh, I eat gizzards. Okay. I haven't had it in a while, but me neither. Okay, okay. 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 I'll be there. Okay. Right. <laughs> no, I, I and I'm not gonna lie to you. It had to be my grandmother that made it. Yeah, my mom. I probably never. That's the only person who. I've ever eaten is her mom fried chicken gizzard. Mm. And she doesn't do them very often. Okay. Like at all. I'm not doing well with this one. I'm not saying if you didn't like that one, you're not going to like that way to the end. This is nasty. <laughs> okay. Not, oh, wow. I'm wow. see you don't want to wait to the end. You want to hit your palate with something that tastes better. And then, that's the last thing you drink. Right. No, yeah, you, are <laughs> you are You are doomed. So, Rob, what's your answer? <laughs> Come on, the husband. Your least favorite American dish. That's hard. For a foodie, I'm, I'm gonna say pork rinds because I actually, I, all the stuff y'all listen, I never had. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say fish. In, in the grand scheme, I'm gonna say fish, and the reason being, any fish, I, 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 no, the only type but of I only eat, I literally eat salmon and tilapia. That's it. Cool. So yeah, every, like every other fish that I've tasted. Tastes like fish, you know that that has that, that fish taste. Nice. So I can't do it. Like I don't care if it's fried, baked, no. Yeah, he's not a fish eater. I'm gonna say pork rinds. I don't, and I think it's the process. I really don't like really really processed food. Like and most that's a lot of American snacks. I grant you, and Boo Frank can attest. I really don't eat a lot of snacks like Oreos, all that stuff. I have a very short list of stuff I eat. I really, as I've gotten older, I'm just, like, I'm just turned off. As i gotten older, I love Oreos and snacks. I don't like Oreos, but I like the thin ones. I can't do all of that. I'd rather that If you give me a thin Oreo, I'm going to throw it at you because I want all of my Oreo. I want all of my fats. I want all that crazy. I was trying to be serious and make a public serve and that was been beating you up. What was the worst job you ever had? Don't give me this simple look. Okay. The worst job I ever had? Well, one of your jobs, so you cut thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying. It would definitely be the one that owes me money. Um, and, and But that's not the only reason why that's the worst job. It was the worst job because it had to do with the industry. And getting people in. That's a whole other thing. So we are literally selling people on how to get in the industry, which the way that they were telling them wasn't wrong. It was just a lot for a possibility of 0.5%. You know, everybody doesn't make it. Um, but I will say they did tell them stats and things like that. And the way, you know, of course, wording, you can make it seem like, yes, I have a chance. Um, so it was that, the fact that I actually closed down without paying me my last two checks over $2,000 um, in commission. <laughs> um, and the fact that the hours 
word, the absolute worst. I think that job set truly, like truly set my precedent on, nope, from now on, I have to have these specific hours, these specific days, I don't care. Because I would literally go to work at eight in the morning and depending on what time my last appointment was as an executive director, I might not even go home that day because one, it was, a, it was all of us. The appointment would be so late. Mm-hmm. Well, we had to take the appointment unless the, the client canceled. Right. And the, the presentation and the process was about an hour and a half. So let's say this person had a nine o'clock appointment. They didn't get there to 1030 because the place was all the way out in Boone-Coonland. So you couldn't find it anyway. They're lost. The receptionist is talking them through it. And you know how to get there. Then they get there. You're tired. They're tired. But you had to go through this process with them because they need it. So you go through the process with them. And it's a hit or miss if they actually go, okay, I'm going to move forward. It was a lot. So by the time I was finished, my eight o'clock appointment, I probably couldn't, didn't get finished till 130. 1.30, it was an hour commute from where I was to home. So it was a lot of time for me spent away from my son. Right. Um, which I absolutely hated. Um, it was a lot of responsibility laid on my family members that I couldn't stand because one thing about me, I don't like anyone to say, you don't have your kid. Yes. Because my son will be everywhere. So that job literally set a precedent, although the money was great, it set a precedent for how much are you willing to sacrifice? That that work-life balance. It really did. And then with me not getting paid my last two checks, literally, this is how we found out that our job was closing. There was a foreclosure sign on the building, eviction notice on the building. Mm -hmm. That's how we found out. So we didn't even get a chance to get our stuff out of the building. Mm. That's how we found out. And that's why I was like, yep. No, this, this, no, no. And that, that, that one of those, I have to make a life choice. I have to make a change. That's what that was for me. And so for that reason alone, that was the worst job I ever had. And the uh, boyfriend. Okay. Oh, no, no. I'm going to let y'all go. Is that minus three? Oh shit! But I'll explain why. Okay, the husband. And be quick though. Look, listen, we gonna come back there. The husband. I thought I was doing something with one. This Bama said it was three. Dunbar security. Oh. Mm. That's the that's the the money the money the money yeah the money truck reason being reason being you put your you put your life at risk every day. For damn near minimum wage. Oh hell! Mm. Then on top of that, you can be scheduled for one route, and somebody calls out, and because you you know this other route, yeah. Guess who's got to fill that in? You do. So the route that you're set up for, that you prefer, now you got to go run this other route that may be longer. Prime example: my route, my longest day, sixty stops. I got my route down to where I was never working past 5.30. My other route, which happened to be by her job, the longest day there, 81 stops. 
Mm-hmm. So imagine doing that route and the person you're working with can't do anything but drive oh, because they're not certified to carry their gun. So they can't hop off the truck. So you're doing all 81 stops yourself. So you're going in the Pentagon where you're carrying this money from the bus stop down into the Pentagon, walking there, walking to the back, mm. dropping it off, not knowing what you're picking up to come and do the same thing and bring it all the way back. Going into a bank where you might have two bags of cash. May not, it may not be nothing, maybe 70000 but then you got like $100 in coins <laughs> on this cart. And you try to try to carry this cart with one hand so your gun hat's still free. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And benefits was trash. And benefits was trash. Money was trash, benefits was trash. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Dunbar, do better. Sorry, breaks. Right. <laughs> my, my worst job was... Okay. It's a two-part. And I'm going to be quick on it. The worst job I had was... One would be my... I do want to call some But it was first job. was the only job I get out of college. And I got out of college. We were in the middle of the recession. So somebody... Everybody refused to call it a depression. We were in the recession. And I couldn't really try to make this. So I took this because I asked me a loan that I was trying to pay off. I was trying to be responsible. I took four tens, which I thought would be better than five eights. No. So I switched to five eights when I could. But it was, I wouldn't have been so bad as a call center because it was literally for a dental. Um, listen, ask me dental do better, okay? So it was for them, and what you basically were doing was taking in calls. Mm-hmm. Now, the issue became, it wasn't even that it was a call center. It was my boss at the time, who later got fired, was like, I mean, there's a little bit of a sales hitch to it. Now, you might be asking, well, how does a sales hitch make it the first time? Don't know because sometimes people would call with an emergency, I need to come out, I need this emergency, whatever. We could not schedule you to have that emergency So, and we, so Aspendental has, it's a management company of digital offices across the nation. There's a couple around here. And their central office is where I used to live. And we would schedule them. Now, we were basically scheduling first-time appointments and taking insurance information and all that. The problem was we were also paid by quota and commission. So if you didn't get, you got what your negative pay, regular pay. But there was also get them in the chair was like the model. Mm-hmm. I'm not a good salesperson because I'm not, it's not that I'm not a hustler, but I'm not a hustler for stuff I'm not passionate about. Mm-hmm. Especially for the money you're giving me isn't really, I know what dental stuff is, I know what insurance is, I'm not getting really any of that, so I'm not that moved. So if somebody's like, I can't get in till Thursday, no, we can get you in Thursday or Friday, but I need to get in by Wednesday, so I'm gonna call around. Okay, whatever works for you, if that's the best for you. And y'all know we, I said this on, on this show a lot, Whatever works for you in your life, that's my motto. I'm not going to try to push you on something that you don't want or that you don't need. Even if it's something I believe that you need, if you're not ready, to, if you're not ready to take it, right, it doesn't matter, right. So that was the worst because of that. The second one was my last job before when I have now, which was an arts foundation. And the reason that was the worst is because talk it, but you don't live. As far as 
equity, diversity, and inclusion is concerned. The EDI, the big three that everybody talks about now, whatever. Because the pay wasn't that great. And they kept saying, well, we need to re we need to readdress salaries. We need to readdress salaries. You kept saying it, but you never did it. The whole, oh, we need, we're gonna have an EDI workshop, we're gonna have an EDI workshop. It doesn't matter how many black people, brown people, people of color, whatever that you come in to give these workshops, if the culture of the company is not gonna change and people in it are not going to change. Exactly. It doesn't matter how many times we sit here and I can tell you about my bad experiences as a black woman, somebody else can tell you about his bad experiences as an Asian man, or all the white chicks can tell you how bad their experiences were being white, white women in a corporate world. It doesn't matter if they're not going to change the culture of the company. So those are my two worst. One because the job sucks. Because my one because the job sucks. Call center the job sucks. I didn't mind necessarily people per se, but the job itself was trash. The second one, the job I actually enjoyed because I liked what I did. I could get behind what I did as an artist, but the culture sucks. So those are my two worst. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Now we're all been waiting for And I promise you, I got a good explanation. All right, so. Number one on the list is Kirby Vacuum Selling. Oh, wow. Reason being, I knew nothing. Well, I'm not going to say I knew nothing about selling. I knew nothing about selling vacuums. I jumped in, and the first day of training, I was the best person in there. Three days, I sold 13 vacs. Friday was payday, and I didn't get paid. Why? Because I was still on the training, and you don't get paid for training. Oh. So Kirby Vacuum you get read between the lines. Wow. All right. Yep. Period. Period. A job that you don't get paid for. Right. Mm -hmm. So second, Coles. I worked at the Coles Distribution Center as a part-time job. It might as well have been a full-time job because it was three nights straight for 10 hours. Ooh. The minutes never got easy. You counted every minute of being there you would work your butt off and look at the clock and realize only five minutes went by when it felt like an hour. It never got better. Finally, I just walked off the job. And what did they made it even worse? You had to get cleared from the manager to walk off the job because they would not open the doors for you. Coles, read between the lines. They had forklifts there. They had forklifts oh, and everything. I couldn't get it around there. So they were designed to the floor. You can run to that brick wall all day long. It's not going through it. So, yeah, you stuck. <laughs> all right. Third job was also, it was my best worst job or worst best job, however you look at it. And I'm going to tell you why it was the best first. This was the 90s, and I made $1,000 a week in the 90s. The money was like that. It started off $500 a week. I did an extra job on that job. I made $1,000 a week for two hours a day. You were selling, you were buying strippers. That's what it sounds like, right? So, I'm going to tell you why it is the worst job. I was running horses. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I was running horses, not horse. I was running horses and shoveling shoes. I was shoveling out of stables, manure out of stables. Now, I say it was my best because I probably was in the best shape I've ever been. I don't know if you ever suit that stuff up and all for an hour. It is a work. Oh, it is a workout. I was probably in the best shape I've ever been in. The downside of that job, you couldn't wash the smell out of anything. <laughs> out of anything. And I did that job for six months. Why? Because I was making more a week than my father was pretty much making in two weeks, two or three weeks. 
in the nineties, that that's good money. And I probably <laughs> I probably would have worked it longer than I did, but the guy who owned the horse table died and his son took over and got rid of the horses. So it was my worst job because ew. ew. <laughs> and you can't wash that smeller. I don't care. I was going in the house butt naked, leave my clothes on the step and wash in tomato sauce, everything that everybody said couldn't get the smell, couldn't get rid of the smell. Somebody would still say, y'all smell that? And you knew it was you, and it's like, nah, I don't smell anything. I don't, I don't smell. I'm gonna go over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was great money. And to be honest, I didn't mind the workout because half of the job, for an hour I would shovel, I'd clean out the stables, and for another hour I'd run horses, which, shout out to my grandfather, you know, he did. But he's the one who introduced me to horses and, you know, first horse I ever set on, and I learned how to ride. But it was fun doing that part. But I'm saying it had it had perks to it because it was only two hours a day. Right. Anybody can work hard for two hours a day. Right, sure. To get paid for what you're worth, that's hard. It was great money. But the smell hours a week for a month. Right. Ten hours a week. And that's why I did it. And I did it until the day I showed up and it was like a million cars out there. I was like, what's going on? The man died that night. And his son was like, We don't need your services anymore. Now he did pay me for like actually paid me for like three months out. Oh wow. But then he, you know, he got rid of the horses and stuff, and that was it. So best worst job. But those are my three. I can't rank one more than the other. Yeah, the first one is the worst. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what the end of Look, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I appreciate that experience because nope. you know where my I could sell you your own underwear. That's where I was at. Good. I did but it, I and, and that's where you can go. Oh, look that that yeah. I didn't. So they didn't clarify that. Yes. This is. They lied to me. They told me I was gonna get paid. I didn't get paid. So if I gotta pick one of the three, that one, Kirby. Hey, look, that's how I feel. I, I, I'm, I'm, I agree with you on the working and, and not getting paid. And it, it wasn't an option. It wasn't like I knew. I didn't know. I wish God right. would have said, "Hey, girl, don't do that." Um, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is, and. And all of this is a learning life experience. Hopefully, anyone that is um, a generation alpha, uh, anyone younger than we are, hopefully you guys listen to this podcast and like hear what we're saying about certain stuff. <laughs> know your worth. Know your worth. Know your worth, guys. Like, don't know your worth. Please don't work for free, okay? Unless you're intentionally volunteering for a nonprofit organization. And that's volunteer. That's not volunteer. And again, that's a again, different label. Intentionally vocabulary. Intentionally working as a volunteer. If it's something that involves compensation, know your work. All right. And so I didn't volunteer for being a parent. It just happened. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my check. Real quick, real quick, 
Stylers, okay. Your review on it and your number. So we're gonna start with the white Zimzendel by Behringer. That's a white semi dry semi sweet. Michelle, I, I already rated this, so yes. I gave it a three point five originally. I actually enjoyed that. Um, I gave it a four. I I really did enjoy that. It was a, for me that was my first time having a Zimzendel. So it was a very, very pleasant experience, and I look forward to trying more. And the husband? The husband. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, now, uh, for me, that's probably the best one that I tasted, personally. Okay. I gave it a 4.5. Oh. You know, it, it, it was sweet, but it wasn't too sweet. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Moscato sweet. Right, right. So it was something that, like, I could deal with that. Okay. Same thing. I actually gave it a 4.5. It was the best that I had on the table. So I appreciate that. Okay, good. Wine choice, Siobhan. Thank you. So our next one is the Bordeaux. The Bordeaux. Yes. That was the one I struggled with the name. You should listen to the episode, a little something to wine about uh, dot com or a little something the number two wine about on Instagram. Yeah, I don't remember what episode, but it was there. I gave that a 3.5. I think it was nice and crisp. I actually liked it. I enjoyed it. I gave it a 3.5. Originally, Michelle gave it a 2.5. And surprisingly, today, I gave it the same. <laughs> All right. And the husband, how do you feel? I gave that a 3. Okay. It, it was like in the middle. It's it, fair. It, it had a little flavor to it, but it was getting borderline dry for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Dry. It is a semi semi dry. It is semi dry. It is. And the proof friend? I gave it a three, and for the same reasons, it it was a little on the dry side. I didn't care for that, but I gave it a three anyway. It was better than others. So yeah. Yeah. Um. That's a, that's a good possible drink for me. It's like you know, it has a little bit of something, but not enough to take me over the edge. So a nice. For me, because I'm not, I'm so so on pasta, so I feel like that with a pasta to me would go. Which is on the table. I'm ordering. I can make some linguine and get it to you. No, you can make some shrimp scampi and give it to me, and we'd be right there. What? Unless I give you the noodles, really. Duh. Shrimp scampi over linguine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. See what I did what I did. Next one. Uh, Chardonnay. Oh, maybe I'm in Alfredo. Okay. We had Make the Chardonnay by Echo. This was brought to y'all by Moi. It, I originally gave it a 2.5. It's a dry white. Y'all know I don't like dry, so that was a good one. I actually like Chardonnay, but this one is not one that I like. This was a two for me. Um, I've had very, very good Chardonnays. Um, this to me was very muffled. This to me was sorry for my word or my verbiage. It tasted like a cheap wine. Okay. And the husband? Trash. <laughs> okay, and the number. The number is trash. One. One eight hundred trash. It was it was definitely dry. It was like I need water after. After sampling this, I need water because my palate. Yes. It, yeah, like and something. I love a good stiff Chardonnay. This one just wasn't it. Y'all are going to like this one. <laughs> so, for a wine, I would say zero. If it was liquor, it was a three. Why? 
it had a little bite to it, and I forgot that I was drinking wine. <laughs> I thought I had a glass of liquor for something. So I took it as a shot. I took it as a shot, and then I realized, well, this is wine. Hmm. As a wine, it's a zero. I'm not going to sip on this. Right. As a shot, I'm going to take this down and enjoy the buzz and just ride it out. Okay, so, so you are a liquor drinker. <laughs> and, and, you you are, and you are transitioning to wine? That's your thing. That's your thing. You're welcome. You don't even have to give us props on that. You're welcome. So the next up we had was the Soft Red Blend by Menage Trois Silk. This Bama. Yeah. <laughs> it's a red semi-sweet. I originally gave it a 0.5. Michelle? Oh, you actually like that? No, a 0.5. No, I'm talking about Oh, uh, well, he likes the He likes the brand. Okay, so we talk about it. <laughs> we talk about the drink. Come on, Michelle. I gave it a 2.5. Um, I gave it a 2.5 because this one to me out of the Menage Trois brand, um, it it just said basic to me. Yeah. It it didn't do anything for um a memory um of oh yeah, this is a good wine. Whereas the other menage is what we had, what was it? Was that a reasoning? No, it was uh it, it was, was another red. red. It was another red, it was another red, but it, it was, was, a, red, but it it was, was a salt. Soft red. Yeah, it was it was I really like really good. Red or something. I don't remember what I, that I, I can't remember. I know the was. the base of this is Pinot Noir, Malbec, and Petite Syrah. I don't like Pinot Noir. Um, so this one to me was it, it wasn't memorable. Yeah. So uh, it's probably something that I wouldn't have again. So I gave it a two point five. And the husband, I actually surprisingly I gave this a four. Okay, it's dry, but. It's a, it's a, it has a, to me, it has a nice aftertaste to it. Okay. And it blended well with what we were eating, crackers okay. and teas. So okay. that may be why it got rated so high because of what we were having with it mm-hmm. made it taste better. Yeah, I can see that with the salami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was good for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. But when it, I had it by myself, yeah, just, like, just, oh. just regular, I'd be like, you can pour that down the sink. Right. What we're having with it, it definitely added to, that taste of Okay. And Buford? Well, I'm going to let you know you can have that bottle. <laughs> it can stay here. It can remain here. It can die here. It can go wow. All right. Um, I didn't get the opportunity to really taste it with the food because mm-hmm. it reminded me of the first time I tasted it, and I can't get past it. It's not a bad aftertaste. I can honestly say it's not a bad aftertaste. It's the first taste. That first. And if you don't have anything to balance it, you yeah. know it is a no for me. It is a zero. You said 0.5 is the lowest, so it's a 0.5. You told me zero. I'm going to leave it at a zero. You have it. Okay. And, and it sucks that I like it. And you know what? It, and I bought that for you. So right. it probably is that. It need, you need to meet with that. It's going yeah, to and, and that's what I was going to say. I feel like that's probably a good steak wine. You know, one of those wines where you eat a steak, and then when you sip it, it kind of tastes with it. it that's it. possible. That's yeah. why a steak would be depending on who prepares. Well, well, of course. At the end of the day, don't drink that by itself. No. Don't do that. No. At all. At all. No. Don't do at that all. at all. No. So the next that we have is the Rosé Pinot Grigio by Boga Italia. Um, it's a semi-sweet rosé. I gave it a four. I actually really... You know what, Boga? We're going to forgive you the Salento Red Blend. Otherwise, y'all on it. Y'all on it. Y'all on it. I said that. I said, don't do red. Maybe just, that ain't for you. Just stick with the white. And y'all know anybody who's watched this, this podcast knows I don't like red anyway, so I'm. But I like red, 
So for me to like red and literally I have the same opinion, maybe I just shouldn't do the red. Right. But everything else we've literally had from this brand has been, has been great. So I give it a four. Originally, Michelle gave it a 3.5. Mm-hmm. The husband. It's the same rating today only because I'm not a bubbly person. Like, I, I don't do like the bubbles, sparkle, like I that the, type. I gave it a three because for it to be a sparkling wine, I felt like it shouldn't have been that dry. Okay. Most sparkling wines have a little bit more to it. Sweetness. Yeah, that, that was just like but that's what I appreciated about it. And that's why I was like, for me, that, that, that definitely worked. How about you, Boomerang? I gave it a three. I actually, uh, I liked it. Um, it's it's missing something. Do you feel like it's like a cocktail hour? Like, just the beginning? Yes, but I feel like maybe I do need a balance with it. I need to taste something with it. Mm-hmm. Not heavy. Like um, a shrimp cocktail? Yeah. yeah. And I think I that's what that. it is. This was um, good with the hors d'oeuvres we get. To me. But if it's on the table, yes, I'll sip on it. I definitely right, will. Right, right, right. Think about it, you know? right. Okay. Yeah, I think for me it was good what we had. It was good with the cheese and the crackers. Yeah, just something simple. simple, you know. And the last we had was the Chianti by Da Vinci, which is a dry red. I gave this a 1.5. Lord Jesus, <laughs> guys, the epitome of why you don't do red. And perhaps again, it needed an hour to decant when doing it. So I would say nay. Nay to the Chianti. Oh. My first Chianti, popping grapes, as Michelle would say. But, popping grapes. But no, just, you know what? I think, the, and the only reason I think I gave this one a 1.5 versus the soft red blend, which I gave a 0.5, is because of the salami and the pepperoni. I think it needs to have meat. And since I had meat with it, it wasn't as bad as when I had the menage a trois. But I'm still going to say 1.5. Without that, I would probably put it in the same level as the menage to me and just be a solid cerro. Better, but it's, it's okay. I give it a 1.5. Originally, Michelle gave it a 3. I'm going to stay there with it. Um, to me, uh, the key on to um, it, it, it's a three. I do feel like this is a dinner wine. Yes. Um, so you definitely need in a hefty dinner, like, you know, a, a good T-bone. Um, T-bone. You need a strong meat. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. The T-bone. other one. T-bone is for food stamps. I'm sorry, don't say that. But I'll T-bone. It's yes, I definitely you're gonna go and love. you're gonna get a nice ribeye. My love, I oh, did need ribeye. What's up? What's up? Oh, okay, uh, we are. Oh, boy. Can you? Thank you. I, I appreciate what he's saying. That's that's I meant the ribeye. You do need a good, hefty piece of meat. Um, to shut up. To color. All right, and the husband, what is your rating? I'm sorry, I was lost. That's all, boy. How we doing? Um, Originally, I had put this at a at a two five, but after refilling my glass with the with the Menage a Trois, I got to lower it because even with me not eating anymore, yeah, it's not the same. Like when you get that, it, it's almost like you licking dirt. Well, so I right. dropped it down to a, a one five. <laughs> Okay, and well, all right, and we can right. Yep, okay. you get a zero. I don't care what that lowest rating is, you get a zero. Maybe I need to try it with some food. I think I drank both of these and I didn't eat a cracker or salami or something with it. I don't know. There needs to be a balance, but by itself, 
All right, and so our I'm final rating, our top three, number one coming in at 4.125 is the White Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. Our second place coming in at 3.375 is the Rose Pinot Grigio uh, by Volga Italia. And coming in third at three, just a solid little three, is the Bordeaux by Monson Carré. So those are our top three wines of this wine tasting wine now. All right, well, I will say, and cheers to that. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad, actually. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have had a wonderful time here today, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, on a little something to wind up with your host, Ty Michelle, and Siobhan Camille. Be sure to subscribe. Hit the subscribe button below. Help us get to 100 subscribers. Please. Please. <laughs> Comment. Um, tell us, have you had any of these? Why? If you have, give us your rating. We'd love to hear what you're thinking, what you're drinking. Follow us on Instagram at a little something. The number two, wine about. And as always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Ta-da.